Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your Legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. I broke a world record today. <laughs> is it uh, how fast you ate your dinner in front of me on webcam? Like it, with the microphone in or with the with my headphones in, I heard every bite you took. <laughs> yeah, all that delicious. You're just lucky you didn't get to smell it. <laughs> now, that, that's an unofficial world record. How, how quickly oh, okay. I ate the dinner. I, an actual world record was broken today uh, in the EVE Online universe. The greatest spreadsheets in space game. <laughs> and what was this world record? I have to hear it. Uh, most people playing uh, a single game at the same time. So, like, it was a single. It's a single battle. It's still going on now. It started at noon. It's about eight p.m. now. It's <laughs> it's still going. It's probably going to go for another probably eight hours. Until- Wait, it, it, in the middle of your work day. Well, yeah, I mean, I just like I put it up and it's like I'm talking to a student and then I just, you know, hold on. You put them on pause. I have to go blow up this space marine base. <laughs> yeah, I just got to I got to blow up these space marines. Uh, but no, so it's probably going to run for like another eight hours when the servers shut down for like daily maintenance, which is really how these battles end. So no one actually break. wins. No one wins. It's just the clock runs out. Uh, no, I mean, we're winning right now. Like we're we're winning. It's just like, are you, though? Are you if you've been playing the game since 12 o'clock in the afternoon? <laughs> Pat, you don't realize how important this battle is. <laughs> We're establishing a beachhead in Delve. The in- wheels of the invasion must progress. What does a beachhead look like in space? I'm, I'm confused. Uh, it's called a keep star, and it's basically this massive space station. So we invaded this region, and we put down this keep star, and it's 24 hours before it onlines. And, you know, just like Admiral Arkbar says, you know, that Death Star is fully operational. It's not fully operational yet. Right right now they're fighting over it before it becomes fully operational and we're defending it. And so if we successfully defend it, it comes online and we basically just have this big Death Star in space that we can use as a home base. But Interesting. If, if they kill it now before its weapon systems come online, it's much easier to kill. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So there's there's right there's seven thousand people right now fighting over the single space station in this you know single map. We're all on the same map together. Seven thousand different people all shooting lasers at each other, trying to blow up the space station or save it. And like, how many servers have you guys melted doing this? Because it sounds like it'd be very taxing. A lot. Uh, the joke in the game is that the uh, the hamsters are angry. The, ser- <laughs> the servers are powered by hamster wheels, and uh, they're they're definitely working overtime. But yeah, they announced early we we officially broke the the Guinness World Record for most players playing a single game. Was that like an objective when you decided to do, to like for this battle, or just? That was uh, just a happenstance, like a happening thing that happened. Uh, it has. So, I mean, Eve has the world, the previous world record. So, like, Eve just broke its own world record. Okay. Like, this is why I love Eve, Pat. There's no game like it. There's no game where you can have 7,000 people all do- fighting on the same battlefield, all yeah. on the same object- objective. That's pretty uh, impressive. Yeah. And, I mean, it's over eight hours. So, it's 7,000 people at once. I think they said something like. Over the course of the eight hours, there's been like 20,000 individual people. Wow. That's wild. And what happens if you want to just like stop? Like, let's say, you know, you have an actual commitment and you can't just sit at your computer all day. Like, can you just log out and your spaceship disappears? What commitments would you have other than playing Eve? Well, I don't know. I don't know, Jerry. There are people, people do things because they have crazy lives, you know? No, I mean, nothing's more important than this. <laughs> <laughs> So if you guys, if Jerry trails off in his thoughts during this game, during this uh, podcast, uh, or just abruptly leaves for no reason, well, not it won't be no reason. You'll know why. I'm still in it now. I mean, basically, I went over to like this like sideline area, so I'm basically like like sitting by the water cooler talking to Pat, and there's just like explosions and <laughs> you know heroic stories are being played out in front of us, and 
great sacrifices are being made and I'm just, you know, talking, you know, shooting the shit with Pat. You're just the, <laughs> you're the salty vet who's like, who combat doesn't phase you anymore. And you're just like talking to someone else in the trenches while people are, <laughs> are being murdered all around you. Yep. So while we're talking, someone might notice that I'm just basically my ship's just dead in space. <laughs> just like <laughs> not, not firing any guns. Someone might notice me and just decide, oh, this looks like easy pickings. <laughs> just blow That's me hilarious. Up. But That's I figured, hilarious. I figured I'll probably still be alive when this ends. <laughs> oh <laughs> you gotta, my gosh. you gotta hide in plain sight, Pat. Hide in plain sight. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I guess we can talk about magic tonight, right? I guess so. Man, I'm just I'm I'm sad, Pat. Why are you sad? Because I didn't realize that the Walking Dead stuff was getting released on Magic Online. Yeah. And I, and I thought, all right, so in paper we could just like house rules it. You know, it's not like there's big tournaments or anything. If we're just playing like paper on webcam or whatever, we could just house it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that they released it on Magic Online. And I was just like, what the fuck? Now I just like I just don't even want to play Magic Online ever again. Yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. Um I don't are they available like is it in treasure chests or do you just like buy them like you'd buy them in paper? Well, what they usually do with the secret layers is if you buy the secret layer, um you get a promo code to unlock those cards on Magic Online. So my guess oh. my guess is, is you had to buy the secret layer and if you did then you got the cards that you could unlock. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the Walking Dead cards. I know we've talked about it, not ad nauseum, but we sort of touched on it last week. But um, it does seem like the general consensus is people are not happy with it. But again, that could be just the echo chamber. Uh, I mean, Thankfully, I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I don't know what's going on with Twitter. I mean, I think it's it's rightly so that people are are unhappy with it. I mean, I, I we don't need to go into it again, like why it's shitty, but it's shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the like, so Matt Saint Orange today showed that they're actually playable because he five owed with a uh, a Rick Humans list. Yeah, we don't know how. Pl- I mean, you know, that's granted. That's yeah, one... it's a five zero, but the fact right. that the fact that it won any games is unnerving. <laughs> yeah, the deck looks like a hot mess too. Uh, I, 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 there's no deckless release yet. I assume we'll see in the deck deck dump next week. Uh, if Wizards isn't a bunch of cowards and actually posts that you know they're Walking Dead, uh, the Walking Dead cards in the next deck dump. But someone said Greg Orange was on the 2020 speed run edition, and I thought that was really funny. Uh, it just pains me. So, I mean, it's just one less avenue for me to play Magic now because, like, if I'm gonna, like, I get if I if I sit down for a Magic Online match and someone plays like a Rick or Michonne against me, I'm just going to scoop and close the program. Well, the good news is that since you play Sneak and Show, they're never getting to that. They're never getting to four mana anyway. True. But like that could be a thing. Like I could cast Show and Tell and then they put in, <laughs> and I, put in, oh. I put in Emrakul and they have like an empty board and they put in Rick and I would just have to scoop the game. You just just on principle? Of course on principle. You would give up, you would give up if, value just on principle? If I don't have principle, I have nothing. Well, uh, I mean, you still have Eve, right? Yeah, Eve's, Eve, <laughs> Eve is full of principle. <laughs> Eve's, Eve keeps you warm at night. Honestly, like, I'm finding myself just enjoying a lot of other hobbies more. Like, that's been kind of a common theme I've seen with a lot of other content producers about this, mm-hmm. is the general consensus is Wizards is going to keep doing this so long as people give them money, so stop giving Wizards money and... Yeah, that's you know what the problem with that is is like that's a hundred that's a hundred percent true, and I completely get where you're, where people say that. But at the same time, like imagine if these cards become like must have cards in Legacy, and you f- can't get them anymore. Like they're just there's a limited print run. Like if that, these like, are, it's if these are must have cards in Legacy, I don't want to play Legacy. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. And there's also like that FOMO thing that every Magic player gets where they don't want to miss out Ooh. on the next thing and. Well, that's why they're saying is like, like if that's gonna like you just kind of have to stop playing magic. You have to go cold turkey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if if it's too much of a temptation, the only way it's gonna happen is if you go cold turkey and just completely yeah. cut it out. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I I hope that um, you know, I think like you said, like you can always like gentlemen's agreement and, and just decide not to play these cards. I don't really think that they're that powerful overall. Um, but. I don't know. I Rick don't know. Rick is pretty good. Like everyone was everyone was concerned when Rick was spoiled. Yeah, anything that boosts humans, right, is like uh, humans is already like a pretty decent legacy deck to begin with, five color humans, so 
Yep. And then giving yeah. it a, a double lord. Like that's, Yeah. That's not nothing. Yeah, so you might be hearing a lot more Eve updates on this podcast. Oh boy, I bet right? we can't. I'm, I'm sure the listeners can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I think, uh, I think finally, I actually have this weekend off. So I was telling, I was telling you in the pre-show, like I've done 23 days in a row. I think right now, 10 hour, 10 hour days, 23 days in a row, and I think I actually have this weekend off. It sounds like, which might be because we're getting laid off, which is like that's fine. So I'm, I, I think I might try to jump in the ELD uh, Time Vault. Uh, legacy event on friday night if i can they do some web web uh, webcam games so since i don't have to get up early on saturday i might try to jump in on that uh friday night if i if i can make it on time i think they started seven so it's a little early for me but we'll try you should uh you should see if eric's uh banning the walking dead cards for his event i mean it, that i would i would hope so but we'll i mean no one hasn't been paper yet right yeah they haven't been delivered so i guess that's true yeah so I don't know, man. I don't, I don't. I'm not really worried about them. I know it, it's it's just more of an annoyance than anything else. Like, because there is going to be a point where obviously Wizards doesn't they don't balance their format to begin with. Because we've seen bans in like standard fucking every quarter, which is unheard of. Well, you know what? Pisses like, what was the last like what, before Fire became a thing? When was the last card you saw banned in standard? Like Aetherworks Marvel? Like was uh, like. Well, yeah, but Aetherworks Marvel was also part of Fire. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that's like start... that's as far as I can think of going back. I can't think of a standard ban before that. Jace, like I think was the last standard ban. So, like, and there's been bans like every three months. In San- I mean, I, I don't even play standard, and I'm annoyed by that fact. You know, it's just... oh, there's there's been more bans in standard in the last year than there had been in the entire history of of standard. Like, is that actually true? Or are you being hyperbolic? Like I'm being hyperbolic, but I'm I would put money on it actually being actually true. If like, you expanded it to the 18 months, I would 100 percent or like two years, I would 100 percent get behind that. Yeah, because there was a point where they banned like four cards out of standard at the same time. It was ins- it's been insane. Well, I mean, if you count the mirrored and artifact lands, like that's five at a go, but that's just because they're basic lands. Sure, well, sure. Well, those are you know those are I mean? banned. Yeah, the five artifact lands were really in standard. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I mean it's uh it what pisses me off is all these people saying it's like, you know, I don't know why you're making a big deal about this. There's so much worse things in the world and you know, it's fine, just get over it. It's like cuz if if we don't make a big deal about this, the wizards are just going to keep pushing the envelope. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was shitting on me 3 years ago when I was saying wizards was going downhill, you know, with all of this like crap that they're coming out with and you know, all these mulligans. And then three years later I get all these people saying, it's like, man, you know, you're kind of right. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is what happens when you just give wizards a free reign. Yeah. And they just keep coming out with this shit. So yeah. I, I'm just sick of it, man. Like I'm, I'm really getting real close to just pulling the plug on magic and just selling out. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet, uh, but I'm not nearly as heavily invested as you are. Like I have a, a deck and a half, two decks maybe in legacy and the rest is basically just, just chaff. So I'm not super invested in the format, but at the same time, like I am invested quite a bit because it's like, that's like my main social, like sort of circle is like playing legacy. So for me, you know what it is for me is like, because there's no big tournaments coming up, you know, we, we kind of get in this sort of navel gazy kind of thing where we're we just kind of talk in circles and um and i i I really think that once things start opening up and people aren't so stir crazy and we're actually able to get out and play magic with each other i think a lot of these problems go away but i agree like the the walking dead stuff is you know the 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 main issue with them is like it's tournament legal that's it's like eternal like magic legal that's the main issue if it was just like the my little pony stuff or the transformers stuff like it was never legacy legal. Fine. Like, it's not a product for me, yeah. but if it gets people in the game or gets people interested in the game or brings some extra money to, to local game stores, two thumbs up. Total which, win which, for me. Which it doesn't because it's sold directly to nah, Wizards. I know. <laughs> I know. But, like, so there's, like, multiple avenues, multiple angles in which they're missing with this one. But it just feels to me like Watsy is more and more driven. And I hate to say it because obviously, like they're a company and their object is to make money, but it seems like a lot of times, like lately, it seems like the money aspect is causing them to lose sight of like the health of the game itself. And like, if the game starts to actually suck, or the, the, it will it will fold. It won't stay around. You know what I mean? Like, 
there is a point where if they mismanage it that badly, people will stop playing the game. You see it happen all the time. So that badly it, for that long. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's just what's that is what will happen. So I really hope. I mean, again, we have friends like Gavin who care very, very, very deeply about the game and work very hard to make it make it great for people. So um, I just have to I keep faith in uh, in in the, the nature of people and being in people being smart and uh, you know being good stewards of the game. So I just keep my faith in that and uh, hold on to my cards. You know, that's all. That's all I can do. So, um, but yeah, so we know that Glenn and uh, the walking dead cards made it into five Oh this week with Greg orange. Uh, but there was a deck dump. We can go over quickly. We kind of have lists to go over this week. There's not a lot in the, the news stuff to go, <laughs> the news segment to go over, but I figure we can take a look at these, uh, some of these, uh, Five O lists, and once again, uh, shout out to Redditor. Uh, this is Chronicler ten twenty nine. Uh, they put together these really cool like Five O Legacy League lists, and then like they break it down with like full what they call full spice, semi spice, and then just normal, uh, normal decks here. And the full spice one that I saw was like what's what they call Dice Factory. And I asked Jerry if it was like a Karks Karks was it Kark Kark Crack, Cracks Thumb. Cracks? Is it crack? I thought it was crark. Anyway, uh, if it was like a like a uh, coin flipping deck, uh, you know, something like that. But it's actually uh, using cards that I've actually never heard of before. The first one Jerry mentioned was Surge Node. So can we just <laughs> go down this list real quick because it's kind of it's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called Dice Factory because it looks like you're going to need close to a hundred dice when you play <laughs> this deck. Like, literally, like every card in this deck has like counters and dice and things moving around. Um, so yeah, so Surge Node is a card I have not seen in a very long time. I didn't even know that it was a thing. You said Surge Node, I was like, oh, is this a new card? I was like, no, this is an old card. Like, I think the only reason I even know this exists is because I like EDH or something like that. But it's, yeah, I don't even think this was released in a standard legal set. I I forget where this came from, but yeah, it's one for an artifact. It enters the battlefield with six charge counters on it, and you can pay one and tap it to move a charge counter to another target artifact. Yeah, that's so, and it's important because if you look at this deck, is it artifact or just move a charge counter? Uh, to to, tar- to target artifacts. To target artifacts. I don't so think charge counter. counters can go on non-artifacts. But oh, okay, fair. Well, Blast Zone has a charge counter on it. Yep, so you can move it to Blast Zone. But it's not an artifact, though. Oh, true, you're right. You're right, so I'll take that back. Hmm. All right, well, it's running for uh, Karn, Sina, Verza. And four Karn the Great Creator. So it's eight Karns. Uh, it's got four Core Tapper. Is it, again, a card that I'm not familiar with. It's uh, <laughs> it's two colorless for a uh, 1-1 Mirror. And you can tap it to put a charge counter on target artifact. Or sacrifice it, put two charge counters on target artifact. I want to look up. I'm wondering, can charge counters be converted? <laughs> What's the conversion rate of charge counters to to uh, loyalty planeswalker loyalty uh, c- scores? Uh, well, loyalty points, loyalty char- counters. Guess what, Pat? What? Charge counters are the third most common type of counters in Magic. They were first introduced in Ice Age <laughs> with Ice Cauldron. Okay. Though it was retroactively applied to Legends Mana Battery. Okay. You know what this deck needs is uh, some chalices. Oh, uh, maybe not. No, no. Never mind. Maybe they could run, like, a chalice. Oh, no. They have... Sur- no, s- nope. Surge Nodes is a one-drop, so they need it. Um, all right. So let's look. Let's go down these artifacts, because there's 32 of them. There's uh, four Astral Cornucopia, which is this from Dominaria? Yeah, which Looks I can like- see... So you're ramping up really fast with Cornucopia, so it's XXX... It enters the battlefield with X charge counters on it, or and it's tap, choose a color, add one mana of that color for each charge counter on Astral Cornucopia. So you can just use like core tappers and surge nodes to just dump a bunch of counters on. Cornucopia. Oh, because you're going to be able to just put the counters on. A, so it's not you're not necessarily paying the XXX for it. Like you might put it out there with no charge counters on it. Yeah, like you could pay it, play it for zero, play surge node, and then move counters from surge node onto cornucopia and now cornucopia can tap for mana right um let's see it's running uh three copies of ensnaring bridge uh four copies of Everflowing chalice again this is a card i did not know existed it's a zero mana artifact multi-kicker two and it enters the battlefield with a charge counter for each time it was kicked 
And you can tap it and add a colorless mana for each charge counter on Everflowing Chalice. This is another one where you can just dump a bunch of counters on it, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So you can, like, uh, put this out or add. So basically, it's another copy of Astro Cornucopia. Yeah. Right? Uh, Everflowing Chalice. Everflowing Chalice has seen tons of play in, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, yeah, it's the same idea as Cornucopia. Like, you just dump all your charge counters on these, and now you can make a million mana. Yeah. Plus... They're also running the Grim Monolith Voltaic Key combo. Right, I was just going to mention that, yeah. Even more mana. So this deck's like just ramping up all the colorless mana. Yep. It's basically Grim Monolith and Voltaic Key gives you unlimited mana, correct? Like infinite mana? Yeah. Yeah. This Maze Mind Tome. I've never seen this Maze Mind Tome before. Uh, Put a page counter on on, uh, Maze Mind Tome to scry one. Uh, two and tap, put a page counter on it and draw a card. When there are four or more counters on it, you can exile it if you do gain four life. This is making me think like I feel like there's some way that you can like convert charge counters to page counters or when you move a page counter off of Maze Mind. I, I, I need to refresh my rules on how counters work. Yeah, like does it specifically like does the type of counter like does a charge counter have to be a charge counter on another card basically? I think they do, but like in the back of my head, I'm remembering some like rules thing that might have been the old rules that got changed. But something mm-hmm. about how like you can change counters when they go on to new permanents. I forget. Um, also, I, I I misspoke. So Grim Monolith, you need two Voltaic Keys to be to create infinite mana, but you can still make uh, what five mana if you have a Voltaic Key and a Grim Monolith. Correct. Um, so yeah, Maze Mind Tomb for the Mystic Forge. A lot of new cards in this deck, but like Maze Mind Tomb, Mystic Forge, uh, both Karns, like newer, newer, the last like two years. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mystic Forge. That's the one that you get to look at the top card of your library at any time. It's a four man artifact and you can cast what? a card from the top of your library if it's an artifact or colorless non-land card. So basically the entire deck can be cast off if you have a Mystic Forge in play. What what is it using these this mana for? I mean, if you get to pump out a Karn, I guess the Karns are only four mana. What yeah, yeah, what are they doing with all this mana? I uh, mean, Maze Mind Tomb draws cards, kind of. <laughs> I yep. guess you're getting like multiple. You're using your Voltaic keys to get like multiple. Oh, you're probably just Maze Mind Tomb. You're probably just carning for a uh, liquid liquid metal coating, right? Yeah, just winning the game that way, I guess. Yep. You probably can do it that way. I guess, yeah, so you're they're probably trying to do it in one turn, so get to ten mana, cast Karn. Yep. Find like find uh liquid metal Oh, they're not even oh yeah, no, they are running the lat- lattice. So they're running the mycosynth lattice. Yep. So yeah, so it's ramp to ten, play Karn, use Karn to find lattice, win the game. Yep. Uh let's see. Uh Blasso. Is there anything they can do cool with Blasso either? Uh, well, you could just put charge counters on it, so like it's not unheard of for them to kill a <laughs> Emrakul with Blast Zone. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they could do that too. So they have some cool things they can do with the deck. Uh, the the sideboard is basically like just a uh, just a Karn wishboard, uh, with the exception of the Trinispheres that are there. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, I mean you can wish for those too, but those True. are. Those you're just probably bringing in because this deck looks like it hard loses to any counter deck. Yeah, and again, like Trinisphere, that's a four of in the side. Sorry, board, not so. counter, not combo deck. A combo right. deck. A combo deck looks at this deck sideways and it falls over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um. All right. So that's that's an interesting deck. Uh, flow underscore true five zero with that list. That's an, that's neat. Um. Let's see. There's a. We should, if anyone knows Flochu, I'd be interested to to ask him about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. If 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 anyone knows that person, get him on. We could get him on the podcast. It'd be fun. Yeah, like I love I love having deck designers of new decks on the podcast to talk mm-hmm. about their babies because they're some of the most enthusiastic people. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's their baby and they did well with it. So it's like <laughs> it's like when your kid wins, uh, you know, MVP. Mm-hmm. To live vicariously through them. <laughs> I like it. Uh, this is one I wanted to talk about. This is, uh, well, on the uh, the list, they're calling it Vortex Burn, but this is really interesting. Uh, so it's a burn deck, but it's a little a little different. They're running uh, four, four Bullmat Courier, four Eidolon, four Swift Spear, four Chain Lightning, four Lava Spike, 
for Skewer the Critics, which is actually pretty cool because you're basically always going to cast this for its spectacle cost, right? And it's just like an extra, it's an extra set of, um, an extra four, uh, play set of, uh, of Chain Lightnings. Two Fire Blasts, four Bolt, four Price of Progress, which I'm kind of surprised that there's running four Price of Progress. It does um, seem like a lot. It but... seems like a lot because there's, this isn't like the Grixis Delver days where, where everyone's running, like, you know, with the exception of like, you might get smoked by like uh blue white you know control like you might get smoked by miracles because they're gonna grab all their basics but like four price of progress seems like a lot in this metagame but i guess if you're seeing a lot of rug delver like maybe maybe it's not maybe not um yeah. four copies of risk factor card that i uh i cast on the on the 90s mtg <laughs> you and think, you think he, he saw 90s mtg and he's like oh that's a cool card i'm inspired by that. i doubt that's the case <laughs> Uh, it's interesting that they're running a th- like this is just a three mana spell, right? Like there's no disc like with Fire Blast and with uh, with Skewer the Critics, there's a discount to those spells. But Risk Factor is just straight up three mana, so that's really interesting. Yeah, getting up to three is usually kind of expensive for burn, but it's not unheard of. Yeah, I mean they are running eighteen lands, so it's they're running more lands than a typical burn list would. Yeah, and it's also it's good because um, this allows them to chuck those extra lands they draw late game because that's a big right. thing with burn. You know, you usually lose games when you start flooding out and top decking land cards when all you need is one more bolt to seal the deal. Yep, yep, exactly. So uh, they also are running four copies. This is an interesting enchantment. Four copies of Roiling Vortex. Jerry, do you know what Roiling Vortex does if you weren't looking at this? Uh, it's a new card, I know. I forget yep. what it does. It's it's one and a red for an enchantment. So interesting to see Burn running an enchantment, because usually that's just like, uh, maybe like Pyrostatic Sof- Pillar or Sulfuric Sof- Vortex, right? Yeah, those are the kind of the old standbys. And I guess Eidolon, if you want to count Eidolon. Uh, yeah, okay. But I just count that as a, that's just a creature to me. So, yeah. Yeah. um... At the beginning of each player's upkeep, Roiling Vortex deals one damage to them. So that's interesting because it's just a repeatable damage for two mana. Uh, whenever a player casts a spell, if no mana was spent to cast that spell, Roiling Vortex deals five oh, damage to that player. Oh, yeah. I remember when this was spoiled. Yeah, this is interesting because it shuts off like days and force of will. Well, it doesn't like, shut them off, right? But it's certainly right. like, yeah. I mean, in this deck, it shuts them off because it's like, yeah, you want to force a will my bolt? Like cool. sure, take five, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or even or even fire blast. Like traditionally, you save the force of will for the fire blast or the price of progress. Yep. And this basically says like, sure, you can do that, but it's not going to do you much. Good. Ooh, you five yourself if you have a fire blast. Maybe that's why they're only playing two fire blast and four of these because you five yourself if you play that fire blast. True. Um, and then I think also key is the one red your opponents can't gain life this turn. Yeah. That's actually really relevant for burn. Yes. Yeah. I remember when I played burn, like, so, like if you ran against like a batter skull deck, it wasn't the batter skull that killed you. It was the fact that they just out, they outpaced your ability to do damage to them with batter skull and it made it impossible to win the game. Yeah. And there's also lots of little like life gain things in the format that people forget about, mm-hmm. you know, like jit gains life. Like that could be really annoying. Uh, scavenging use gains life that can be really annoying to keep up with you know there's just these little like paper cut type effects where you're just gaining like two or three life uh and that's enough uh, oh all the food tokens from oko is probably one of the biggest examples yeah too. totally totally um so just being able to shut people's off uh shut people off of getting incremental life gain uh, that's big. And the fact that this is repeatable on an enchantment is big. Like you don't ever see people running. Um, wow. What's the card? Uh, like prevent pre- pre- damage can't be prevented this turn or anything. Oh, like that. yeah. Uh, shit. I can't remember the name of the card. But yeah. Yes, go ahead. But it just because like it's it's one and done like mm-hmm. this, like because the life gain is incremental and in over each turn, you need your life gain prevention to also be active each turn. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. How many times do you think someone forgets about this, about that little uh, that little ability on this on this enchantment? Uh, probably pretty often if they're not used to playing against it, yeah. which I don't think very many people are. Yep. yep. Uh, like I still have people with like I'll have like a sulfuric vortex out. And they'll like uh, attack with batter skull, and then they'll they're like they'll pause and like is is magic online bugged? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and then I point to them like, no, so fair vortex uh, says you can't gain life. Yes, very interesting. Uh, so yeah, so and uh, running two fiery islet and sixteen mountain. So that's a kind of an interesting uh, main deck there. 
Uh, the two agent of treachery in the sideboard, I'm kind of in love with. Uh, that's pretty great. So they're they're probably never hard casting this creature, but this is just show and tell hate, right? Uh, sorry, I need to see it. Where yeah, is it? agent of treachery is five blue blue for a two three human rogue. Uh, whenever it when it enters the battlefield, gain control of target permanent. Oh, I don't think I knew this card. That's actually really good because that not only lets you steal Emrakul Grizzlebrand like most of these effects, uh, but it also just lets you steal omniscience. Right. I mean, if you're gonna steal huge. omniscience, if you're gonna steal it's it's probably because they cast a show and tell, right? So if they cast a show and tell off omniscience, you're probably not taking whatever they put in off show and tell. You're probably or you're probably not taking the omniscience at that point. You're probably just taking. Whatever they cast off show and tell, right? Because no, they're not you, casting this card. No, you would definitely take the omniscience. So it comes into play at the same time. Omniscience comes into play with it. So oh, you, oh, I yes, okay. I so you yes. grab the omniscience. I and see now, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying they show and tell omniscience into play. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they yep, show yep, and tell omniscience, and then yep. you grab omniscience. Like being able to grab just a permanent and not just a creature. That's actually a huge upgrade for yeah, that card. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And at the beginning of your end step, if you control three or more permanents, you don't own draw three cards. That probably never comes into play. Yeah, I think that's a blank text on this. But, but that's <laughs> but it's a cool little piece of uh yeah it's a cool I I like that that's really neat I like that a lot. I we should probably cut this out of the episode because I really don't want people to discover that tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that, is, that is triggering as a show and tell player. <laughs> <laughs> well, now the, the now show and tell just got a little harder to play, Jerry. Yeah, it's okay. I'm up for the challenge. Um, let's see here. Well, there is a blue black tin fins doomsday list. Let's look at this real quick. Uh, I want to look at all these semi spice decks actually because, to be honest, if Cro- if Chronicler keeps titling these with like these interesting names, I'm gonna look at them. Uh, <laughs> so let's see here. Hold on, my computer. No, I want to talk about uh, brainstorm goblins. We're gonna Did we're gonna get this? to it. We're gonna get to it. We're gonna get ah. to it. Uh, so this is I, I just we got to talk about this. Uh, walked five would with this list. Uh, let's see what's uh, interesting. If there's anything interesting about this list here, uh, no, this is just like a blue black tinfins list like it's got children of corliss if anything it's a little old school like this is a tinfins list from like circa 2016 yeah i mean it's got collective brutality i mean yeah it's just it's just like yeah shallow grave gorgo's vengeance and tomb this is just a blue black uh yeah this is just a blue black tinfins deck they do have four doomsday in the sideboard uh so they can always go oh they had and they have a card that uh Adrian was a big fan of was Lim Duel's Vault. It's spelled incorrectly in the list, but Lim yeah. Duel's Vault was a, a big fan. Of, he was a big fan of that. Uh, Thassa's Oracle. So like they're definitely going with like you can like side into like a straight up Doomsday list. Yep, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, between like the Street Wraith, the uh, the Cavern of Souls, the Thassa's Oracle, like Lim Duel's Vault, Edge of Autumn. Uh, what's this? Uh, oh. That's just for the doomsday combo. It's a free. Draw oh, just spell. for just a cycling, just a cycling. Yeah, that, right. that's yeah, all okay. they run it for. Okay, I was gonna say I didn't see that being. Yeah, so it's it's that's pretty cool. It can side into uh, doomsday there. Um, all right, let's go over quickly the brainstorm goblins list because I want to talk about this. Did you take a look at this list already, Jerry? Uh, I just glanced at it. I haven't really dug into it. All right, so this is like a this is like basically <laughs> just a. A goblins list that someone shoved four brainstorm and four days into. So let's go down it real quick. This is uh, Grumsh, who five zero with this list. How are they playing days in this list? <laughs> I mean, they got three volcanic <laughs> islands. That is nowhere near enough. I mean, <laughs> like, that's that's all. That's all. That's all. Uh, Blue Red Delver needs is three three volcanics. No, Blue yes. Red Delver has three volcanics. Oh, Blue Red. Yeah, but you also are running islands and fetch lands like. It's not just it's not just that you're only running three islands. It's that you're also running fetch lands. This, Goblins does not run the fetch lands. They're running eight Red fetch Delver lands. Does. They're running eight fetch lands. They're running four Cavern of Souls, a Caracas, and four wastelands. That is not enough. But they're running <laughs> to but a third of their man, a third of their mana base is it's not is enough. Fetch lands. It's uh, we need a we need a actual days player on here, Pat. <laughs> That is that is not enough. That is not enough islands to, so, to warrant running days. So we're running we're running uh two gem palm incinerator, three goblin crater maker, four goblin lackey, four goblin matron, three goblin pile driver, one goblin ringleader, three goblin war chief, uh, a mog war marshal, two muxus, a pashalik mons, and a skirk prospector for that sweet sweet ramp. 
Uh, we're going to shove in four Brainstorm in four days because now even the <laughs> Goblins players have realized how good Blue is. Oh, man. I kind of like, like the days in this list, man. No, yeah, come I'm, on. If I'm, you go, okay, I'm okay with that, but you need to, in that case, you need to adjust your mana base because think of all the opening hands you get where those days are useless. Like you get Wasteland Vile Hand. You know, that's usually enough where you can just play Vile and use Vile to get your creatures in until you can draw a red source. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get Cavern of Souls, Goblin Lackey. Like, there are so many opening hands where those dazes are dead, and dazes is an early game card. You can't afford for them to be dead in your opening hand. Yeah, but like, really how, ever. But isn't this like a deck that wants to daze in like turn three? Because they want to. No. They, what, yes, what, don't they? What deck wants to? No, like they want to get rid of Okos, right? They want to get rid of. As, they, let me finish. They want to get rid of Okos. They want to get rid of uh, Uros. They are you know they want to uh, counter Uros. They want to counter the Plague Engineers that have that have been plaguing this deck. Like to me, it seems like they don't. They this is not a deck that needs days on like days on turn one. They need days on like turns two and three. I. You, I just, I don't have words, Pat. <laughs> I understand it kind of goes against against normal that's conventional like saying, though, thought. Like, oh, that's like saying, oh, they want to be dazing on turn four. It's like it's just the longer the game goes on, Daze's functional value goes down. I uh, yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's like so, it's like these are only good on on turn three. Like that is a very narrow window. No, not only good, but I still think like if you're running eight fetch lands and then you're running three volcanic islands. That's eleven blue sources and eleven running, eleven possibilities to get, and that's almost half your mana base. It's it's not enough. Like, look at blue red Delver and tell me how many opening hands days is dead in. I mean, very very zero. few. It's zero. Literally every single one of like, unless you get an only wasteland hands, or if you are, like draw basic mountain, like if you have wasteland basic mountain, like that okay. happens too. So, so that so that's like your one situation, but that is almost a mulliganable hand on its own. Yeah, sure. Like if you just have a hand of brainstorms of Potter than that, like that's not like that's just not mulligan hand in general. Yeah. Like there are just so many what would be really good hands that just get ruined by that opening days if you're keeping like a wasteland aether vial. Do you think this player was like, Oh, since we're gonna run brainstorm, we're gonna run days? Do you, or do you think it was like no, like I get the idea, and like being a vile deck is is also huge for days because like you can cast vile and then have the days back up, and you're not set back by that tempo loss. Like I like the idea of days. Don't get me wrong; like mm-hmm. I think that's really cool for the deck. But you need to adjust that mana base. Like I am not running days with nine lands that cannot be days. <laughs> oh no, even more because there's three mountains. Sorry, that goes up to fucking. There's twelve lands. I didn't even know it was a three mountains. Twelve yeah, lands, but eleven of can, them are days. But are days more than half of them are not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they need a fourth volcanic island and cut like a ba- cut like a. They need more fetches, and yeah, the fourth volcanic. Yeah, it's hard to get rid of the fetches when you also like want to run a Caracas. You want to run some basic mountains, and you want to run for a place at a caverns too. I, th- I think you have to get rid of the Caracas because there's no actual. Oh, I guess you're running it with because you're running Muxus. So I mean, then it's a utility. See that? I mean, I think you have to cut the Cavern of Souls at that point. Like, Oof. is that is that really what you want to do? Probably not. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think I still think it's sweet. I mean, it's cool. I like it, but I just that mana base is rough. You don't believe in it. Uh, play this, play this deck. Like he probably got some good matches. He's he's probably very good with goblins, so he got some wins. But a less experienced player like picking this up is going to be rough because you need to really be zeroed in on what your keepable hands are mm-hmm. and what your mulliganable hands are when you're running days like this. Okay, fair enough. All right, one more list we want, I want to go over tonight, and this is what they are titling Wayward Burn, uh, piloted by Rivermouse313. Uh, so let's see. We have... What is this deck? Uh, okay, this is like a burn deck with uh, Wayward Guide Beast. All right, so we got three Goblin Crater Maker, four Goblin Guide. That's, that's interesting. The other burn deck that we saw wasn't running Goblin Guide, which is this interesting. Is a, this is a lot of creatures. For a burn deck. It is, but I mean, like, the Simeon Spirit Guide, not a creature, right? Just fast mana. The Street Wraith, not a creature, just a cycler. This almost isn't even burn anymore. This is, like, straight Sly. Like, this reminds me of, like, Jackal Pup Sly. Ooh, t- talk about that for a second. So, when burn st- first started out, you know, before Lava Spike was printed, you know, there weren't as many good burn cards available. Mm-hmm. 
Like people used to run like book burning sometimes. Like that's the level of, you know, card choice they had available to them. So they played a lot more creatures going off of like the OG slide list from before even uh, like legacy was a thing. Like back when we're talking like type one, type 1.5, Sly was this mono red, like cheap creature beatdown deck using like orcish artillery and jackal pups. Mm -hmm. Um, And those were the types of creatures uh, Burn was running before like Goblin Guide got printed and Monastery Swift Spear and all this other stuff. So those burn decks tended to be a lot more heavily focused in the creature area. And then as better burn spells got printed over the years, the creature counts went down and the spell counts went up. This is going back to the wayward guide beast just being a better jackal pup. Uh, this is just giving me nostalgia for that deck. Like that, it just reminds me a lot of that style. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. So the wayward guide beast is a uh, uh, it's a single red for a two two trample haste, which is like exactly what Burn wants, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's a goblin guide five through eight. Yes, exactly. Uh, whenever it deals combat damage to a player, return a land you control to its owner's hand. So there's the drawback, right? Like. You're yep. not giving your opponent a land, but now you're setting yourself back a land. Uh, it's worth noting this card is this deck is only running 14 mountains. Yes, which I think is entirely because of Guide Beast. Yeah. Uh, also, like, but just also. And, and a Simeon Spirit Guide for yep. when you really need it. A single Simeon Spirit. That's guide. what I'm saying. Yeah. Single, sim, single Spirit Guide and two Street Wraith just for the cycling ability. Um, that's. Oh, that's really interesting. Uh, uh, this This deck operates on one mana. Like, so. Yep. Uh, besides Goblin Crater Maker, we got Goblin Guide, one mana, Monastery Spear, one mana, Simeon Spirit Guide makes mana. It's running two Street Wraith to just help cycle through the deck. Yep. Like, it's literally just a free cycle. Uh, Chain Lightning's a one drop. Lava Spike's a one drop. Rift Bolt is effectively a one drop with mm-hmm. Suspend. Mm-hmm. Skewer the Critics is effectively a one drop yep. uh, with Fi- its spectacle. Fire Blast Fi- is free. Yeah, lightning bolt, pyrokinesis is the uh, the red force of will yep. cycle. So yep. that, and then sonic burst. Can what we talk this? about <laughs> yeah. sonic burst? Is a is a one in a red instant that uh, as an additional from, cost from beatdown. Yes, discard a card <laughs> at random from your hand, and you get to deal four damage to target creature or player. That's actually pretty good. That is pretty <laughs> I good. Kinda, I kind of like that. Is is uh oh, wait no oh i'm sorry i thought it was instead of its mana cost no this no 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 an, no no in addition oh, this to is as an addition yes i don't like that <laughs> i think they just <laughs> why wanna... not just why not just flame rift just flame rift. yeah i think flame rift just seems way better like is there hold on is there a reason why you want to discard a card at random why isn't this flame rift maybe because you're doing yourself damage with street wraith Maybe that's why. Ah, I, you're burned, though. True. Like, who's, who's keeping up with you? I think maybe this is just trying to be cute. Yeah, I don't, I'm don't. not a huge fan of Sonic Burst here. Maybe they did it because they wanted us to talk about it. It's possible. <laughs> well, you, well, you got us, River Mouse. You got us. Oh, two really interesting burn decks yeah. making it. That's, I guess that's, that's cool. I, I do, guess when everyone's I, just fooling around with Okos. <laughs> yes, yes, I dig it. Uh, all right, let's just go down the normal, the quote-unquote normal lists here. Uh, let's just shout out the people that we know. I see Vincent, adult man, uh, <laughs> our friend, uh, was on Oops All Spells. Um, I'm only calling him out because I like I like Nate. I don't like the deck that he played. But uh, <laughs> uh, Tom Hep, Negator77, obviously running Turbo Depths. Uh, 5 would here. We see Strifo, 5 would Let's see. Anyone else I know is Lewis CBR. Uh, Learn to Love. Our friend was on Blue Black Shadow. He 5-0'd. Bryant Cook, of course, is always good for a 5-0 with Tess. Uh, Strifo? I said Strifo, he... yep. Oh, I was going to say, can you guess what Strifo was playing? Uh, I'm assuming Strifo Pile, but yes. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> I, didn't he switch over to another deck for a minute? I thought he did. I thought he switched uh... to Rug for a minute, but I could be wrong. Maybe. I'm not on Twitter anymore, so it's hard for me to keep up with what people are doing now. Those are some pretty good 5-0 lists, though. I was actually kind of entertained by those this week. Maybe I'll play a game with myself where I'll just play Burn, and my goal is to just burn them out before the Walking Dead character comes down. <laughs> and it's, like, it's like a little mini game. I love it. I love it. Do we want to go over the challenge from 10-3? Who took it down? Five-color Snow Control took it down. Uh, also a five-color Snow Control in third. Red-Green Lands. Old Man Lands is in the top it, top. Top eight. Grixis Ninjas coming in 14th. Oops, Reanimator came in 30th. 
Is that even worth talking about? Oops, Reanimator. It's it came in thirtieth. Your eye, White Cats. Uh, so again, it's worth noting this came in thirtieth place, but it's running four copies of Balustrade Spy, four Narc Amoeba, one Sire of Insanity, one Thassa's Oracle. So there's one of the win conditions there. Four Agadim's Awakening. And that's the the flip spell that also taps oh, for black. Oh, the yeah, the flip land. Yep. Um. Two Cabal Therapy, four Careful Study, a Dread Return, four Exhum, four Reanimate, four Seagate Restoration, which is, again, one of the cards that also taps for blue. It's a flip spell. Uh, two Thoughtseize, four Unmask, four Dark Rit, four Entomb, uh, four Chromox, four Lotus Petal, four Animate Dead, and one Bridge from Below. No lands, obviously. So, huh. How are they playing this Agadim's Awakening? How how are, well? I guess they have dark ritual, right? I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. They have to cast. They need two dark rituals to get a Thassa's Oracle back. Like that seems like a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Wait a second. Uh, well, they, they actually also oh, they do have. It's They're running four of it. They are running uh, eight lands, right? Between Agadim's Awakening and Seagate Restoration, those are eight lands. Oh so, oh, so honestly, they're probably just running them as land. Like, they don't actually even care about the ability. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Because I don't really sense. know what Seagate Restoration I don't think does. I don't think they're ever, I don't think they're ever actually casting Agadim's Awakening. Probably not, right? I mean, do they even, would they even want it? Return from your graveyard to the battlefield any number of target creature cards that have a different CMC X or less? Well, maybe they do. Maybe that's how they get the, the Thassas, they mill their deck with... Ballast? No, I don't know. I'd honestly just have to see this deck in action to see how. I mean, you if you get Balustrade Spy in, you do mill your entire deck, right? Right. So then they would use Agadim's Awakening to get the Thassa's Oracle. I'm guessing. Yeah. But, I mean, that would do it. But I mean, they're running Animate Dead. Maybe it's and Reanimate. I mean, maybe and Exhum, and Exhum, right? Yeah. So honestly, it's just milling the deck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's starting to come together. So yeah, just. You mill the deck out, and then you just before you mill the deck out, you get Agadim's Awakening and a uh, uh, Seagate Restoration, and then you just cast Animate Dead on Thassa's Oracle mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. That I, that could be. I'll, I'm I'm really curious to see how this actually plays out. I don't think uh, it's just it's tantalizing that they could <laughs> cast those cards, right. but they're probably not going to ever. Yeah, yeah. It's just it is interesting. Huh. All right. Well, that's fun. Uh there's nothing really else in the in the challenge that looked particularly spicy. Uh the top eight was Snow Control, Sneak and Show, Snow Control, Red Prison, uh Rug, Oops All Spells, Red Green Lands, and Rug Delver. Um all right, well, let's get into scoops and poops, Jerry. Let's do it. All right, who are you scooping in the top eight this week? I I wanna scoop in the Eve community. And the Guinness Book of World Records. You're gonna scoop in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. Did you ever? Were you ever a kid and you were like looking through that book and you're like, I could fucking set the world record and like number of balloons popped in under a minute. I never actually had that desire looking at any of the world records. I just like looking at them. You never wanted to like. You never wanted to like unseat some like loser who had a Guinness Book of World Records for something dumb, like a dumb record. But then you would be the loser with that. Yeah, but, just, but but in your mind, you know that you unseated the weirdo who like who like wanted to set a world record in something. Yeah, that's like you, it would have to be like the world record in something cool. Like you, it can't be like the world record in like consecutive pogo sticks because then you're the kid who's been on a pogo stick for like seventeen yeah. hours. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have to have a you'd have to have a serious pogo stick to like to have to have a real good spring in there to to like to be able to spring for like 17 hours in a row. Let's find out what the world pogo stick record is. It's probably held by our editor. True. I, that was actually my fun fact this week. Justin also has a Guinness book of world record. He has the pogo stick longest consecutive, uh, record of pogo sticking, uh, 88,047 jumps. Wow. That's wild. I feel like, your thighs would start to cramp out. The The record for no hands pogo sticking is 5,093. Wow. <laughs> I think I can do like two. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That is uh, that is interesting. 
All right, now I'm looking at the the, e- the top 10 records to break while you're at home. Like the easiest world records to break. Most clothes pegs clipped to the face in 60 seconds. Most t-shirts put on in 60 seconds. Uh, okay. Anyway, so you're 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 shouting out the Eve community today. That's my shout out. All right. Jerry, I'm sh- my scoop today this week is you. Because t- I don't get a lot of Twitter notifications anymore. I, I don't. So I used to have Twitter like on my iPhone home screen. And now what I've done is I've taken it off my home screen and put it like in a subfolder. But like two or three pages back in a subfolder. So I I almost never click it anymore. Like I'm very, very rarely on Twitter, which has been great. But today I got a notification, Jerry. Oh, yeah. I had a notification in my Twitter. And I said, Jerry liked your tweet. And I said, oh, that's interesting because Jerry's never really on Twitter. Let's see what tweet he liked. You liked a tweet that was from September 19th, 2016. <laughs> what were you doing today, Jerry? <laughs> Someone retweeted it and like posted it and I I liked it. I didn't even I actually didn't even look at the date of it. I just saw like in my notifications uh, you know, so and so retweeted this. Like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> I don't. All right, first of all, I don't see any retweets on this tweet. I just see your your like of this tweet. Uh, but it's just a. It's from a moto. It's from a, one of my moto screencasts where I'm getting parasitic strix for for fucking to kill me <laughs> basically. Uh, when I was playing Eldrazi. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so hold on. I'm I'm looking this up now. Yeah, it's from 2016. I also checked my Twitter for the first time in a month today, which is why. But just the algorithm showing you crazy old tweets, Jerry. But I'm gonna shout. I'm, I'm giving you a scoop at a top eight for. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, but uh, you were deep, deep in my Twitter feed. <laughs> it wasn't me. I mean, it definitely was you. It was definitely you. <laughs> I definitely didn't go diving into your Twitter feed. <laughs> I promise. All right. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right. Well, that's it for this. Oh, it's because it's because I got liked in it today. Oh, you I were was, tagged in it. I was tagged in it. Someone else, li- so someone else, <laughs> someone else was deep in your Twitter feed. Justin, you could just cut this entire part. Oh, out. someone else, weird. someone else liked a tweet of mine that was three years old. Yeah, and that showed up because I was tagged in it, so I liked it too because I thought it was recent. This is different. <laughs> Damien Harple, Damien, stop going through like my old tweets. It's weird. <laughs> Maybe he just wants to see what you're all about, Pat. I guess so. Ah, that's that's strange. Yeah. All right. All right. Well. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> anyway. All right. That's it for this week, don't guys. Accuse, don't accuse me of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh. That's it for this week. Thanks everyone for hanging out. Um. Let's see. Uh. Yeah. If you want to support the show, uh, no new patrons this week. But if you want to make that list, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Leaving a Legacy. Uh, it helps p- provide uh, funds for the show to keep it going, so we always appreciate that. Um, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's at LALMTG. Jerry is at JMEE3RD. You can find all of his uh, sweet, sweet Eve tweets there. You can follow me at Pat Uglow. After we just said that we basically don't go on Twitter anymore, but the LALMTG one's a good one to follow. Uh, and, you know, when we start doing the LAL Opens again, that'll be a great place to find content there. Um you can join the Facebook group, and you can also email us, uh, leaving a legacy at hipstersofthecoast.com. And as always, shout out to Justin Lutz, our audio tech sound engineer. And uh, yeah, like Jerry said earlier, like world pogo stick record holder, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, and not a loser, even though I said that earlier. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Uh, He's not a loser, but the guy he unseated is, right? Yes, yeah. yes. All right, guys. Thanks for everyone for hanging out. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. Bye.